podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, what's up? It's Anderson Small. You are listening to Raspy Voice Kids. RVK's in the building once again. It's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. We're talking tailgate, watch parties, pop culture, WVU football, WVU basketball, and we've got an interview that you don't want to miss. Get with us. Stay with us. Guess who's the Zach? That could have been the music. That could have been the music. But not this time. We're not going to do it as the music. That would have been you already here. If you like pina coladas, you know. That's actually a terrible song. I don't know if you recognize that. No, no. Actually listen to the song. Listen to the song. I, one of those, I, I don't know why I actually looked up the lyrics. Listen to the song. Terrible song. Terrible song. So if you don't know, figure it out. But in the meantime, Jeremy and I are going to get, when I say Jeremy, I mean Jeremy the J.N. Fiend. That's right. Phoenix. And let's talk about Mr. International, Mr. World Traveler. Move over, Jim Ashley. I'm riding with Jim Ashley. I'm riding <laughs> right? with Jim Ashley. Right. But right now, Jay, it's time for pop culture. And we're talking frou-frou drinks. Drinks right. that are for girls. Jeremy, how do you determine whether or not a drink is for a girl? I think this is such a funny thing because I always say that, but it's such a funny thing because there's girls' drinks. There's girls' cars. There's gr- I'm like there's there's different things, and people are like how are you, how are they? We're gonna break it down for you, okay? Yeah, it's real simple. I, I think there I think there's some basic questions. You want to hear my list? How I, I do, determine? I do, I do, I do want to hear it. Go ahead. First, is it pretty? When it sits down in front of you, is the drink pretty? Primarily, does it have a does it have a an umbrella? That's a very key Ella, mark. Ella, a. Hey. Is the drink marketed to women? You can see right from the commercial. Who's in the commercial? Who are they showing drinking the drink? It's true. Who are they showing on the menu drinking the drink or holding the drink or near the drink? It's just so it feels like girls' drinks are the fruity ones. Fruity drinks are almost always girls' drinks. And here's another one. Is it vodka based? Now, right now I'd like to quote the great Ron Swanson as he says, vodka is for rich women on diets. Wow. It's interesting you say diets because we go in there next. And then here's another thing that I, I think is a good measurement. Do you ever hear someone say you can barely even taste the alcohol? See, amen. Amen. Now get to the truth of the matter. There if, it is. If I hear you say you can barely even taste the alcohol, I know immediately you don't even like alcohol. No, no, that's what it is. And that's what makes a girly drink. It's fruity. You can't taste the alcohol. The question, you know what You know what the real question is? What's the real question? Is a Long Island a girl's drink? I don't think so. Which that is, is funny. the big that's a question funny, that's a, for everybody. The reason I don't think so is because it's just liquor. It's, it's not fruity. It's uh, just liquor. I'm the only one to get the job done. <laughs> don't know another person that could cover. Don't know another drink that could cover for me. That's what that's no, what saying, every day. No, but I'm saying a Long Island iced tea. It just is just liquor, but it's not fruity. It it's may fruity. it may be sweet, but it's not fruity. Yeah, I don't is, think is, about, that, is there a difference. Now I will tell you, I was doing some research, Jay, and they listed a Long Island iced tea as a, as a girls' drink, mm. and I just don't think so. I've mm. never in my life thought of a, of a Long Island iced tea as a girls' drink. Beer, Jack and Coke. Straight shots, dudes drinks. You got to be, you know, put some hair on your chest, be a man, all that good stuff. Long Island is one of them things where I feel like it's square in the middle. And this started out somewhere else, and we were talking about something different. Now I want to know your opinion. Is a Long Island iced tea a girl's drink? Me and Brandon giving you our opinions. I, I honestly don't. I, I say no. I say no. But Jeremy, do you want to know what the number one way to determine whether or not a drink is a girl's drink or not? <laughs> You're smiling already. The number one way. Did your friends decide that the drink is a girl's drink? Because if your friends have decided, it has been decided. It's just like a nickname. You can't make up your own nicknames. If your friends give you a nickname, that's your nickname. It's like when George Costanza tried to go by T-Bone at work by ordering a T-Bone at work. And then the next thing you know, the guy beside him says, yeah, you know what? That sounds good. I'll have a T-Bone steak too. They're like, you know what? We'll call you T-Bone. <laughs> and George is furious. He tried to get it changed. But there is no changing. So if your friends decide that the drink is a girl's drink, sorry about your luck. Whatever you're drinking is now a girl's drink. Perception is reality. 100. 
The truth is, do you really care if it's a girl drink, drink or not? Because if you want it, you go get it. You know, that's the truth. I drink what I want. I eat what I want, as is very apparent. Ain't no hiding that fact. So I could care less if it's a girl's drink or not. I just think that it's it's okay to put these lines of demarcation so that people know where they are wherever you decide to be. I don't mind if people get girls' drinks, you know. I could care less. And you me. know what? You know what? And I'm, I'm gonna still going to make fun of you if I, I get the chance. Real quick, real quick. If we're at the beach... In some Caribbean island, you know, down there. And I decide I want a pina colada. Yeah. That a girl's drink? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. I mean, I mean, if you're in the Caribbean. I'm just saying, I do, honestly, we're getting to a different, I mean, like, I, I do feel like there's a difference between me getting a pina colada if I'm in Easton and me being on the Caribbean Feet kicked up with some shri- scrimp and getting a pina colada. What about a mudslide? Uh, where we at? The, uh, Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out uh, to Sean uh, Barnhart. Yeah. Uh, well, anything he does. What about White Claw? <laughs> anything he does. There we go. Boom. Listen up. We're talking about White Claw. I'm sorry. I'm going to be for real. All you white girls, listen up. They know it. They all about that white claw. They all about the low calorie. Mm, you can barely tell. You. By the way, low calorie beer, girls drinks. I don't care what you say. If you're working out, Mick Ultra. If you're a dude and you want a beer and you're working out, you're not grabbing a Mick Ultra. You're not drinking. Period. That's what happens. They don't grab a Mick Ultra. Just they don't, don't drink. drink. They I don't got, drink. I gotta hop on the mic for a second because I'm feeling very insulted right now. <laughs> be insulted. Be whatever you want. Everything you guys. Are, I love Mick. Uh, Why get offended? Yeah, Just Ultra. accept it. It's, I love McUltra, and I love so embrace it. So many uh, like the fruity drinks taste great. I like I, I I agree with you that if you can't taste the alcohol, then that's that's a whole another thing. I don't mind tasting the alcohol, but if it's a beverage of any sort, I'll take it. Why not? But I'm not going to refrain from having one of those just because it's a girly drink. That's a good jo- point to make. That's a good point to make, Jordan. So you drink McUltra? Why? I like the taste. So, a Mick Ultra. Oh, hold yeah. up. So, so it makes me feel like he doesn't like beer. You don't like beer. I okay. But you drink it. I like all kinds of beer. Mick Ultra makes I've me feel drinking. like a girl who doesn't really want to add the calories. Yeah. Who doesn't love the taste of beer, but something to make her feel something. And because they're lighter and thinner, and all this other other st- stuff, you drink a Mick Ultra keeps you in shape. Don't do for me. Dudes don't do that. No, dudes, dudes drink Mick Ultra, Jay. Do that? Dudes drink Mick Ultra. That's the thing. No, they but don't. Dudes drink Mick Ultra. And if you look at the commercials, they market it to dudes also. If they you're a dude. They market it to people with active lifestyles. You, part of it, like I said, the big thing is, is the marketing. Dudes drink Mick Ultra. I don't drink Mick Ultra, but I like beer. That's what's interesting about White Claw. Now you're making me sound Claw. like I don't like beer. I but, like beer. But that's Dude, the thing that's interesting about White Claw. What, what is the point of Big Ultra? You're paying the same price for something that's half the product that you can't even taste. For what? Because I wanted to try it and I enjoyed it. So typically when I go out and buy a 12-pack, that's what I'll get. All 3.2% of it. Let me tell Funny. you. Take a shot and then pour some water in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't chase shots either. That's another thing I don't do. I didn't used to do that, but then... After a couple of tries, I was like, you know, that does help a little. No, bit. I get, I get chasing I ch- shots because sometimes with, I'll chase a shot with a beer. Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, she some- says helps the medicine go down. Uh, the, the, the guess Mr. you Lion would help King. me with that. I'm, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> um, so no, but we were we were way off. We were talking about air. Uh, air. White Claw, White Claw, man. I'm telling you though, it's the new thing. I'm not telling you. The world is telling you. Girls used to drink certain things and like be so because there was it was less calories. Now you have White Claw, which is seltzer in like some kind of berry flavor. And the question is, Yo, is mango's the bomb. Is it a girl's drink? White the, Claw it, is a girl's drink. White Claw is a girl's drink. But you could catch me. You could catch me with them. When you sent this over and said, "Hey," uh, when when actually uh, Chris Hall sent this Shout over, to Chris Hall and said, "Hey, we should do the White Claw thing," I thought. I'm drinking a White Claw right now. <laughs> Don't hate on that White Claw. Low calories. Did you hear the news? What? Our boys at Natural Light have decided they're coming out with their own seltzer. Are they? It's going to be less expensive, and it's going to come in bigger packs, coming straight for the neck of White Claw. I feel like Natty Light said, you know what? 
we going to get all these college town girls. Yes. They're like, not going to be left behind. Two they already got the dudes ride. drinking the Natty Light. The OG Plenty Natty of girls Light. who drink Natty Light, too, especially on campus, the number one party school in the nation in Morgantown. But now they're trying to capture the whole market. Natty Light trying to take over. It's not going to be Natty Day. It's going to be every day. Even the name makes me a little sick. Nat- natty <laughs> <laughs> What about the fatty natties? Tell you, man. The little fatty natties. Woo, woo! But I don't think there's any question. White Claw is 100 percent a girl. What's the What's the best bang for your buck? Keystone Cubes. Keystone Cubes. The 30 Keystone. Oh, cubes. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I love Keystone Light. You know, Keystone Light represent BRC. You know that. Um, but I'm just to be honest, I don't drink beer a whole lot anymore. I I'm a Scotch guy. I have a question. What's your question? Is a cider a girly drink? A hard cider? That is a good question. That's a very good question. Shout out to Swill Dog. Wow. Shout out to, shout out to Swill Dog. Wow, man. We're coming with so many good questions. I don't right think now. so. I think that it used to be, but they've worked really hard to market it and to change its perception. Red's Wicked Ale. Which we do not endorse or promote or talk about because <laughs> it's whack compared to Swill Dog, the finest hard cider in all of the land. And I like that they have more nuanced cider now than they that they've. Than no, they've ever I'm gonna had. say, does Red's Wicked Apple Ale have all the flavors? I'm telling you that caramel, um, what's caramel what's, apple. Yeah, the caramel apple. Oh, I'm telling you what. No, but pineapple's the best to me. No, no, that that that's. You the know what too. I haven't tried yet though. What I haven't had the root beer yet. I can't bring myself to. I'm gonna try it. You gotta try it. It's like that peanut butter and jelly pizza. When I've I, never had it. What, no, no, no. I, I saw it and I was like, this is this peanut butter and jelly pizza? East of Chicago? That's right. We're going back there. East of Chicago pizza. And it was delicious. And that's why I feel like it's going to be like with Swill Dogs, but it's like it's, it's hard bringing yourself to actually buy yeah, it. Yeah, it, it is an odd concept. It is an odd concept, but it's something that I got to try. Shout out to Swill Dog doing big things. Get big, big announcements coming. Get Swilled always responsibly. This has been Jeremy and Brandon talking to you as the Raspy Voice kids about what makes a girl's drink. And Jordan Ty Curry. Because when you go out with your boys, you know some people like to clown. So you've got to know. And the thing is, if you're confident in yourself, you can drink whatever you want. That's how I feel. Isn't when you start clowning people pretty much when you're younger, like like right after 21 or younger than that? I got like these days, I don't really clown nobody. I don't clown people. I just don't respect them. That's all. So, I mean. So, uh, yeah, he would right. like the cinnamon toast crunch, and I'll take it on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So let us know what you guys think because that's what we always like. Cinnamon toast crunch. Last is a drink, week, by, by the way, way last, to make that clear, that's a drink. Last week when I was listening to Road Trip and people were talking about playlists not being um, used anymore because of Spotify, I make playlists or use playlists on Spotify. So road tripping for sure. You hear that, Chris? Now, I'm not saying I got my own playlist. I'm cool. I like your game better. Kiss it or diss it. Yeah, Chris, you, you heard that. You heard that. Spotify makes great playlists. Spotify like makes that, great yeah. playlists. I don't See, know even Jordan's agreeing with him. Yeah, because anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to hear the same kind of feedback. Just like what I just got, disrespected or not. We want to hear what you guys think. What makes a drink a girl's drink? Holla at your boys. Rat me, boys. The Raspy Boys Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill, responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorb Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Time to talk Mountaineer football. Every chance we get, we talk football. This time we're talking West Virginia University. Not a whole lot of news coming out right now, but there is some some speculation that there is some separation in the quarterback room, which is the biggest I don't believe it. Neil Brown said it. He said there's some separation. Tony Kareem. <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, the girl is mine. <laughs> mine, mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Jordan, you know that song? Yeah. Okay, good. So, uh, Tony Caridi said that he believed it to be Austin Kendall. 
But as the people on his show said multiple times, he never followed up on the question. So we don't actually know who's creating separation. There was there was a movie out a few years ago and it was really good. And and this guy, he played in a band and uh, another drummer was brought in. Later on at the end of the movie, he comes back to the uh, director and he's like, oh, don't you want this other guy you brought in? And the guy looks at him and says, that kid was only incentive for you. I brought him in as incentive for you to push you. That's what Neil Brown's doing. Now, I hope I'm wrong. What, what, Trey Lowe. You, you, so you're saying he brought Austin Kendall in to push Jack? Is that what you're saying? Are you serious? You just said that he brought somebody in. I'm not saying he's brought somebody in. I mean, that was the analogy you just gave. What I'm saying is he's saying that Trey, the he's people, saying, people are saying Trey Lowe or, or no, Neil Brown. one outlet. Neil Brown one is saying has. Trey Lowe or whoever's saying. No, no, but Neil Brown has not said Trey Lowe. I thought you said Neil Brown no, said Trey Lowe. I, no, I said Neil Brown saying there's some separation. Tony Caridi extrapolated that it was Austin Kendall who's getting the separation, even though Tony Caridi oh, never asked him. Oh, okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't know how I could be more clear about what I said. Well, you said like somehow there's a Trello no, Austin no, Kendall. I don't know. No, no, no. Somebody wrote an article saying Trello has earned the starting quarterback spot. I'm not even going to name. Oh, uh, my. Okay. Okay. See, I thought you were saying the university was saying that, and I'm no. saying this is Austin Kendall's job. I'm sorry. Hopefully, Trey Lowe, like I keep saying, can Pat White and somehow is a is a beast. Somehow gets on the field and does his thing. But I feel like right now it's Austin Kendall's to lose. So anybody saying there's some kind of competition, it almost feels like you saying there was a competition between uh, Kyler Kyler Murray and Austin Kendall last year in Oklahoma. All I'm saying is I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything. I'm not. We're, I'm not going to tell you anything definitive because nobody said anything definitive. Okay, but there was. Hey, a, hey, by the way, that's my fault. I got it twisted. But there was an outlet who wrote an article who said Trey Lowe has earned the starting position. I'm not going to name that outlet. So because, let me finish because that outlet has shown itself to be completely reckless in its speculations about all kinds of things. They say the most absurd things. Well, let that outlet do what that outlet does. You yeah. Know? So, but what I'm saying about you that know? is, so I'm not for or against anyone. Like, I don't care who the starting quarterback is. I want the best player to play. I don't care. I don't care if it's Austin Kendall. I don't care if it's Jack Allison. I don't care if it's Trey Lowe. I don't care if it's Seth D- uh, Diggy. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. I don't care who it is. I don't care who gets the eligibility. I just want the best guy to play. And that's how I feel about every person in that room. I don't have a prejudice. I don't have a preference. Nope. Uh, that's like uh, Johnny Cochran on that. If you watch that OJ. You there know, I watch OJ. So it's so good and with Darden, and Darden comes in. He's like, you know, you know, we said some things got kind of. Hopefully, we can keep this professional from here on out. And what did what, what did Cocker say? Darden, I, please. And no, no, but he also said, "I'm not trying to." No, he said, uh, "Cordial." He's like, "I'm not trying to be cordial. I'm trying to win." Yep, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm with you. I don't know what quarterback. I don't care what quarterback plays. I don't care. You know yep. why? I'm trying to win. And I trust Sean Reagan, and I to, trust Neil Brown. They're going to pick the best guy. To evaluate them properly. they yeah. also don't care about anything but winning. It's not about feelings. It's not about who got brought in where, not who transferred where. It's not about any of those things. And so, and speaking of transferred, now this is off subject a little bit, but this is hilarious. Tate Martell. From so Ohio, I saw that. Tate Martell, transferred from Ohio State, flirted with us for a hot minute, then went to the U, only to get I benched. saw that. Yep. By a true freshman. Hilarious. Shout to Tate Martell. So glad he didn't come to Morgantown. Tate um, Martell down there in Miami singing, If I could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's too late. Uh, other news. Alex Sinkfield and Letty Brown being used out of the backfield as love receivers. It. Love it. I love that we're getting talent on the field. That's the deepest position on the offense. And we're getting use out of those guys. Alex Sinkfield can fly. And like he said, I saw him on a West Virginia Illustrated interview. He said that everybody's goal is to make it to the NFL. He's like, so in the NFL, he's not going to say, no, I'm not going to play receiver. No, I'm not going to do special teams. So they gave you a little another hint that Alex Sinkfield's going to be, be, they're going to be using him on special teams. A guy with his speed needs to be used. That's right. And when you got Kennedy McCoy and you got Martel Petaway, to me, two of the better backs in the Big 12, they don't get the recognition I think that they deserve. Then you got to get those guys moving somewhere else. You got you you have to. Well, that's so good. I love it. Um, Utilize uh, your talent. 
I love how Mike Brown is coming along, according to Josh Sills and Colton McKivitz. He's really learning his place. He's really getting comfortable. They said it's like night and day between spring and fall camp. I love it. Because the guy didn't play high school football. He didn't play football until JUCO. Until I ju- you know what? College. I just get, I get, like, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, and I know I am. Wah, wah. Yes, you are. But uh, I just feel like I hear this stuff a lot. Like, I hear, oh, you know, these positive things. And here's the thing. I believe it. I honestly, when you say it, I kind of believe it. And I, I do feel I have a, a more optimistic view of the season each and every day we come closer to the year. But uh, the football year. But I'll also say, this is what every team in the country is saying. Every team always, they're going to put out stuff and like, hey, this is why. Like, if it were up to everybody, everybody would make a bowl game. Everybody be going to the Orange Bowl. So, I'm just. They're going to feel me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, those who didn't want me. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Nobody believed in me. I'm going to make them regret. Nobody believed in me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Haskins, look, you still got 12% body fat. Anyway. uh, (laughs) 12% is actually not bad. (laughs) For a football player? Especially not a football player. He's not a bodybuilder. Okay. Well, no big deal. <laughs> check me in high check me in high school, son. It was way under twelve. <laughs> but anyway. Um now anyways, that's just what I'm saying. So I, I can't I, like I'm I'm just like you. I'm just like the rest of the state. I guess I'm at a point where we got three weeks. Three more weeks. Three weeks and we'll see it on the field. There's no more talking. There's no more well, this person's playing well. We'll see it. We'll see it games against James Madison. You know what and, we did see? And hold up. And when the game comes, I'll be like, no, no. Was this the guy that you were saying was burning? Exactly. <laughs> but do you know what we did see? What, what did we see? The guy we've been talking about nonstop, Sam James, make a one-hand catch in the back of the end zone awesome. and got in. I mean, I just re- – Showtime Jet, Winston Wright, he's out there making plays. I really think the wide receiver core with our homeboy – Lil Fufu, TJ Simmons, TJ. leading the way, probably going to be a captain. I think our receiving court is going to be better. We did not talk about Giovanni Haskins. You heard about Joe? Man. Uh, has punishment come down for that yet? Punishment has not come down. But he made the right move. <laughs> Several moves. <laughs> After making some wrong oh, moves. Oh, he, he made the right move. And look, I ain't condoning nothing, but... <laughs> After making several wrong moves, he made here's, the right move. Here's the thing. You gotta, look, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna veil this. You gotta bust a move. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to bust a move than get busted before you get kicked off the team. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, Javon. I believe Haskins, Nelly said it the best when he said, Crush the game. Don't let the game crush you. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Javonni Haskins was uh he was a re- uh, he was arraigned for fleeing the police, reckless driving, um, and I forget what the other thing is, all misdemeanors, and they're all alleged. Yes. And Neil Brown said that he will be dealt with according to the rules. Are we going to explain when we talk about crush the game, don't let the game crush you? Yeah, because I'm all not... the things they're describing, him fleeing from the police, driving at a high rate of speed. Terrible. Never do it. Across... Like, like, no, no, no. You need to be a responsible young man, especially when you represent a yeah, university. Yeah, but you're asking. You were asking um, let me explain what he did. I'm just setting up like before but I get to the laughing I, stuff. After, before, before we get to the laughing. Let me la- finish what okay, he did. Okay, I'm sorry. Driving okay. high rate of speed, fleeing from the police once they turn their lights on, allegedly crossing the center line multiple times, and then eventually driving on the wrong side of the road before parking his car and abandoning it. That's what he's been accused of. However, they did not find Giovanni Haskins. They found his student ID in the car. They found the registration to be the car to be registered to him. Um, and so then he was arraigned for those misdemeanors that we already mentioned. But typically when a person is doing all that Giovanni has been accused of doing. Fast driving, crossing lanes. <laughs> wrong side. They've been sipping on something. There's one charge you did not hear. Driving under the influence or driving while intoxicated. And there's a good chance that that's what Giovanni Haskins beat. That's the charge he beat. I don't know what he beat what he didn't beat. I'm going to tell you what look like, smell like, and it. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't get accused of that because they couldn't catch him. They couldn't find him. So they didn't could they couldn't put it on. And I've heard people say that if a situation like this arrives, the best thing to do is to leave so that you don't get the major charge. Now, do I agree or disagree? I don't know, but I've just heard that from people. Well, legally, I don't know. What I do know is this is for Neil Brown's first. No, but you said legally, you don't know. You can't get charged with the DUI and all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I don't know which ones are worse. All the other stuff that he got accused of? Well, I don't know for a fact Because that's, that's three different charges but as everybody, opposed to one but charge. But from what I hear, everybody says those things. But think about it. That's three different misdemeanors as opposed to one misdemeanor. Okay. All right. I don't know. 
I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. Um, Barry Zuckercorn might know, but I don't know. But what I will tell you is this is Neil Brown's first real test because everybody's going to be watching. They're going to want to know what he's going to do. I want to know. I want to see what's going to happen. We know what happened with uh, Marcus Sims when he got his uh, DWI arrest. Um and did and, and he was suspended for the game against Virginia Tech, and it very well could have cost us the game, yeah. because we our receivers got gassed and got tired out in that game at FedEx Field. Um, Giovanni Haskins is an NFL body, he starting is. tight end. He's a tight end we know can be a quarterback's best friend. And when we got a court, we got quarterbacks who aren't setting the world on fire right now. That security blanket could be a big help, even in a game against James Madison at home. Um, so Neil Brown's going to have to deal with that. Speaking of James Madison, now that we're talking about James Madison, do you know what the line is on the game, what the initial line is? No, I haven't seen it. You didn't see it? Oh, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's your guess? I got look, look, dude. I got butterflies a little bit right now. If you haven't seen it, you're just like me. I, I want to hear And it. we don't even gamble. It's just exciting to know what people expect. What people think of us. Um, I say we're at home. I say minus four. Close. Five and a half. Okay. Minus five and a half. I personally think that line's going to move and they're going to make the number bigger because I'm taking five and a half all day at home against James Madison. I know they're a top-level FCS school, but this is not Dana. This is, J- this is Neil Brown. And if it's, if it's good on good and everybody's following their roles, roles and assignments, then our, 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 be- our goods are better than your, their goods. Have you, um, have you watched Neil Brown coach West Virginia in a, in a football game yet? I've watched Neil Brown coach football. So I know how his teams. Have you watched West Neil Brown coach West Virginia? No in football yet. No, but do you want to make it? I mean, do you want to make another push up bet? Let's <laughs> since I, I did. By the way, I had a fifty foot push up bet with Jordan. I did fifty five in a row. No big deal. But anyway, um, no, <laughs> he did nothing. Yo, I I was not paying attention. <laughs> he did nothing. Jeremy's done. I no believe that yet. he did nothing, and I want to call him out for it. But yeah. you already did that for me, so thank you. Well, yes. you Jordan, you just said you weren't paying attention. How would you know? Okay, that's then. a fair point. I rest. Hey, if the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. If the, I saw, I saw Pat McAfee tweet out, if the, if the helmet don't fit, yeah. <laughs> you must quit. Talk about Antonio Brown. That was funny. All right, but that's our take on WVU football right now. A lot of good things happening uh, so far. The defense has been. And by the way, for the record, I just played devil's advocate. I take the points too. I think WVU covers. I'm. Not, I, I think they cover. Um and. The defense is the reason why to me. I think the defense is going to be smothering, and I think we'll make just enough plays, special teams, and uh, and offensively uh, to win. I think I think we win the game twenty four seventeen. I I honestly don't know what to expect. I'm getting more and more or maybe even twenty one fourteen as we go. But I I think we win the game. I think we win the game, um, especially first game of the season, at home. All the emotion, all the excitement. I think we win the game. Uh, and I just think, Look, man, I'm being Debbie Downer here. Y'all gonna hate me. But I, that's Last not my. Fi- I, by the way, you say you said that's all that's the emotion. That's not my final prediction. That's you, not my final prediction. You say that's you, my initial thought. You say, I, I you say all the emotion, all the excitement. Every time I think all the emotion, all the excitement, trying to play for something, I think of Jason Colson against Syracuse, uh, who didn't recruit stop, him. Stop, dude had like four fumbles. I mean, yeah. I love you, Jason. Hey, shout out Jason. Jason, what a great Mountaineer. But I just think about that one particular game that wasn't his best. No reason to think about it. Just What's done is done. But that's WVU football se- that's the WVU football segment for the Raspy Voice Kids. On to the next. Raspy Voice! We love our man Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. The Raspberry Voice Kids are brought to you in part by the Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspberry Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the Pizza Place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. Yeah, it's the time again, Jay and Fiend. Uh, Brandon Phoenix. What up? Raspy Voice Kids. We're here to talk about basketball. Brandon was away in Spain watching all these ball players, watching them do their things, put on for Hill, West Virginia, make West Virginia great again. Overseas, my, my dude. World traveling, my dude. 
what it looked like, what it is. Shout to the Mac for showing up. There were so many Mountaineer fans there. The Mountaineer Athletic Club did a good job getting people there. Big love, big respect to them. Uh, Eric Martin, especially, and Larry Harrison showed mad love. Coach Huggins, too. Um, Coach Huggins was like, what are you doing here? I was like, what do you mean, what am I doing here? That's what I'm supposed to be. And then uh, I got to talk to um, Sugar Shane Lyons. He was there, too. I introduced, yeah, I introduced, him, introduced him to Mike Herrera. Shout out to Mike Herrera, our guy, my guy, uh, at Sugar Shane Lions. And um, he thought the same thing we did. Not polished, but a lot of good, optimistic signs. This team is young at the guard position, but deep there. A lot of explosive talent between Emmett Matthews and Deuce McBride. Miles McBride, just call him Deuce. Sean McNeil can shoot the lights out, Jeremy. Consistently. Oh, the, the dude lights. I told you um, back in the day, and I said he had like – Two fifty point games, a bunch of forty point games, and you want to talk about it at the time? Yeah, wait, wait, weeks. Yeah, yeah, that dude. Yeah, okay, that dude. You know what Eric Martin said about him? It was pure. He was said, pure. "I don't want to disrespect him by calling him a shooter. He's a scorer who can shoot." Is what he said, which yeah. I love. And he looked like it. And he looked. He didn't look. I mean, he lived up to it. The thing that I really I was gonna say the, the shot was pure, though. The shot was pure. The form is great. Everything. Um, and Derek Culver mature as is maturing at the pace that you would expect. Game looked more polished and well-rounded. He's a man amongst boys, especially in that paint, getting those boards. Logan Rout made a huge jump. His confidence, significant. Um, I was impressed with Logan Rout. We'll see where he goes from here. Jordan McCabe looked bulked up, played better defense than what he did last year, in my opinion. Chase Harler, still the vocal leader, but still shooting shots and shoot around, dropping them, and can't knock him down into the game. I don't know what that's about, but hopefully he can get that figured out because that would be a big boon for us if he can get that shooting going. Um, but, I mean, just the, the the thing I can just tell you, I was just wowed. I was wowed in warm-ups by McBride. I was wowed in the game by McBride. Matthews, the guy feels like you listen to him talk, you watch him. Yeah, yeah, but but you're way late on the train with McBride because there was another uh, sports writer who a long time ago talked to uh, Huggins and yeah, yeah. That McBride yeah. was was the dude. That guy. <laughs> I'm tired of him. I'm tired of that dude. I'm tired of. I'm tired of a lot of people who. But anyway, that's a different point. Yeah, yeah. But the basketball team's got a lot of reason for optimism. Now, I'm not sitting here projecting anything because the talent they played against, they actually played against people who had talent. Like against Madrid, they played against actual professional players, but those guys didn't practice together. They didn't play together. I'll give you an example. Walking into the game, we're about a half an hour early. One of the players from the other team was walking in with us. Like, <laughs> that's how organized Son, they were. We should get a squad and play them. Exactly. That's about how organized these these squads are. The Cosmel called the Cosmel Open. <laughs> the Cosmel, the Cosmel <laughs> Open featuring the RVK. So they weren't playing against the same kind of competition that they're going to be playing, not even close in the Big 12. However, this trip was about chemistry. Building culture and chemistry. And Coach Martin said to me, I got to spend some time with him. What he said was, the coaches can build a culture, but the, the players are the ones who have to build chemistry. And this team has it. You can tell they want to be around each other. We went over to the hotel. While we're in the hotel, Jordan McCabe, Sean McNeil, Chase Harler getting the elevator together. They're all in there with us. And you can tell they just like each other. And when you watch them during the game, supporting each other, you, you can tell what? they like each other. You know what I like too. What? So now it's not always necessarily like this, but sometimes when you've taken L's with people, that was Brandon's fault. And when you've taken L's with people, then when you get on a spot where you've all been fighting, it feels that much more real. You know what I mean? And you draw closer. Yeah. So if you've been through battles and you've been on the short end, um, like they were last year, they all experienced it. They were all there. They know how it felt. Well, the they, principal they, players. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, those principal players. So now when you've rebounded and you've worked your guts out and you've got these extra pieces, I love what you're talking about and going to Spain and feeling that gel. I believe there's com- camaraderie, and I believe there's real love for each other. Yeah, and the coaches feel it too. Um, and so that's what's exciting. Now, there's a long way to go. You've got to integrate Shweeway, um, which he wasn't able to make the trip because of visa restrictions. Um and you're still waiting on the other big man. Uh, oh, uh, Ethan. Um, yeah, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, yeah, let's just say Ethan. Ethan. I can't remember his last name. But anyway, we're waiting on them. But once they get there, then we'll really see what we have. 
And hopefully this team will make us proud this year because last year was not up to anyone's standards, especially not Coach Huggins. But that's that. Tell us what you think about West Virginia basketball. And if you're liking the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We cannot say that enough. It really makes a difference on iTunes. We will be eternally grateful. I'm not even kidding. We go through and we look at what you guys write. So we're thankful to the people who have. If you haven't, please do so ASAP. And I ain't talking about Rocky. Rock me, boys! Want to give a big shout-out to Astorg Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astorg Auto of Charleston. When you get there... Tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. Astorg Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. We got Q, and we're not talking about a frat. We're talking about the man made of weird and steel, Mr. Quincy Wilson, joining the Raspy Voice Kids for another RVK Golden Blue interview What's up, Quincy? How are you? Fellas, what's the word? Actually, I, I disrespected you. I should be saying Coach Wilson, right? Co- it's Coach Wilson. Get it right, baby. Get Coach, it right. Coach Wilson. Hey, you, you, you know, I, I hear, I hear uh, different things every day, so hey, I, I, I appreciate it, man. I'm glad, I'm glad to be here with you guys. We, we know you're down here with, uh, at a State. You're with John Pennington. And who can forget that catch against Pitt? The fantastic Nobody catch. can All-timer. forget that. You got so many plays. It's you two together down there at State doing your thing, recruiting, uh, changing the world, changing the scene. But what most people remember you for is being a Mountaineer, man. Remember them years up there yeah. in Morgantown. We remember what you did. We remember um, those big-time plays. I'd be remiss. I know. I Look, look. I know you get everywhere you go, right, Q, about the Miami play, right? Oh, wait, this would be the first time today, though. The Miami play. <laughs> what what play are you talking about? <laughs> he said the first time today. Everywhere you go, they talk about the play. And we talk about it because, honestly, it's one of the greatest plays in Mountaineer history. Yep, I agree. But, you know, the funny thing about that, if you ask somebody what they did last week, they probably couldn't tell you. But 2003, they know where they were when the run happened. So I, I knew I funny, know where funny, I was. Funny how that works out, huh? I know where I was and whose house I almost vandalized out of excitement. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Until hey, what'd you eat last Tuesday? I can't. T- something healthy. Something <laughs> healthy. That's all I know. Probably celery. I don't know. I love it. I there love it. There you go. <laughs> so uh, other than that play at West Virginia, because we remember, I mean, that play was amazing. You, I mean, you ran over all kind of NFL players. You ran around them, scored. It was just incredible. Other than that play, what was the golden moment at WVU for you? Oh, uh, you know, you, you always remember your first man. My freshman year against Rutgers, uh, got in fourth quarter and got my first collegiate touchdown man so and that always have a special special place in my heart right there did you all my bad did you always know that you were going to wvu i mean you're, you're a west virginia kid you, you ripped up the, right. the record books in high school um all kinds of teams came calling was there any team that was actually close that you were actually really close to uh, uh west virginia in the decision making process yeah, we, you know, times were different back then. You know, it wasn't like now, you know, you kind of, there's only about four or five teams that played on TV every day. And I mean, every week. And, you know, of course I knew about West Virginia, of course, you know, Major Harris and those guys. And, you know, my junior year, I had a good year and they invited me down to the spring game. And that was the first time, you know I mean? First actual time being, you know, in Morgantown. And I got to meet, you know, Amos Zaraway and, you know, Boo Sissonball, Corey Ivey, Mark Bolger, and now you know, I kind of started to follow him. You know, at, at first, you know, I was a Florida State fan, and you know, I thought I was work done. And then uh, you actually meet guys that you see on TV, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, it's good. So at first, I'll say no, but as you know, I got the chance to meet Coach Nealon and Coach Pelusic and uh, Coach Dunlap and Coach, you know, all the great people they had down here. It, it became home very quickly. So wait, so who was who was the who was you said you were a Florida State fan. Did Florida State recruit you? Uh, they did not. They did not. The farthest south I got was the University of Georgia. Aga, was that a temptation at all? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My best official visit. 
Uh, <laughs> we won't ask you about the details. We, we won't ask you the details. We'll leave that out. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I can't remember. You know, so yeah, you know, yeah. Ask, right. I, I can't. I can't remember. We'll leave everything else between the hedges. How about that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. Hey, so who hosted you when you came to WVU? Uh, I was with uh, Bruce Sissonball and. Uh, uh, and, and and friends, you know, they 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 live in an apartment with about six other guys, six other guys, kind of connected there. So, uh, Boo, Boo was my Boo was my my host, and like I say, it was got the ch- chance to you know, spend a lot of time with uh, Amos and those guys, and you know, it, it was great great two days down in Morgantown. All right, real quick, real quick, were you, do you think like I I don't care what the rest of Mountaineer Nation thinks, I don't care about their opinion. Were you better than Amos there away? <laughs> I don't know, man. He 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 was a dog, man. Uh, I think he di- was different eras. I think different eras. You know, he he was. A, they, you know, that offense was more of a downhill. We were more of a spread. Uh, but I would love to play in that offense. You know, so you know, I I I, I no, I could I can't say that, man. Amos was a dog. I mean, Hall of Famer, obviously. Oh, you know, for real. Hopefully, hopefully they hopefully they give me a call one day. But if not, you know, uh, you know, I I appreciate all my time that I had there. They better give you a call. I really hope they do, Q. Well, we got a couple of my guys that have gone in already. So, you know, it's coming, man. It's one of the things where, you know, that's kind of a lifetime achievement award. I feel like I'm still a young man. So, you know, if if it comes in the later years, it'll still be well worth it. Absolutely. You're a young man. You're doing your things. Had a great collegiate career. Now you're having a great coaching career, doing all kinds of things. When you were at WVU, what was the team that you hated the most? Oh wow, that's easy, Virginia Tech. That's what I said. I said Virginia Tech. That's it's what I guess. I grew up. I grew up My bad. Go that's ahead. Easy. Yeah. No, that's not. I mean, and the thing is, you know, people, and I always tell people, you know, do their history on what the Big East was from, you know, from '99 to about when it ended. You know, you had Virginia Tech come on the rise with Vic. You had the U when it was the U. You know, Boston College was good. Syracuse was. I mean, it was one of the best football conferences in the country, and to play against all those guys, hell, some of them guys are still playing. You know, it just tell, just speaks to, you know, the level of uh, talent that was in the league, and you know, the week in and week out, you know, gauntlet that we went through. I love hearing you say Virginia Tech too, man. I love you talking about the Big East, but I love you saying Virginia Tech because my whole life I grew up not being able to stand Virginia Tech. On our early episodes, Brandon talked about how there was a sign up in Parkersburg that always said uh, "Beat Pitt, Beat Pitt," and we were like, "Who cares about Pitt? Pitt's Pitt's nothing." You know, yeah. when I was a kid, that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. I don't feel that way now. Yeah. And it, it was all about right. VT. I mean, since then, there's been some things that changed that I hate Pitt the most, but. My whole life, I hated mm-hmm. Virginia Tech. I hated watching Marcus Vick come on the field. I hated watching uh, Lee Suggs and, and uh, Kevin Jones Kevin Jones, and all them dudes. Like yeah. When y'all was down there doing work, man, I loved it. Yeah, yeah those were, like I said, you, you, named, you, named some, you named some guys there, man. That, that was, like I said, a great time. And like I said, to go down there, and I thought, you know, I really thought that win was what really put our program on the map, going yep. down to Virginia Tech and yeah. beating them there and, like I say, you look at what happened after that. I mean, we, the, the 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 football program took well, skyrocketed. Was that the most hostile crowd you played in front of collegiately? Uh, collegiately, uh, you know what? Yeah, I would say I say as far as you know, because you know, if anyone that's been to that stadium, I mean, those fans are right on top of you. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, they put they put they put you know, and then right you know with great great crowd behind you and. Uh, but but we got to play in a bunch of great venues, and but definitely as far as being hostile, that that was definitely one of the one of the better ones. Well, like I said, once again, we're with Quincy Wilson, the raspy voice kids with Quincy Wilson, the great Mountaineer running back, hopefully soon to be Hall of Famer one of these days. Um, Let's go. We got we need to start that campaign. Hey, look. Retire, retire, retire three. <laughs> oh no, we 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 we, we uh, don't say that for the all Americans and stuff, but you know. Yeah, you know, we, we, feel you. Uh, so, so, I, I, I think I think I'm still top five in rushing up there. So that's not that's not bad when you're backing up the all time leading rusher. Nothing and, to sneeze and, on. Uh, nothing to co- sneeze at. No, absolutely. So now you're down there coaching yeah. at state. Um, all kinds of like, <clears throat> I just think about trying to recruit. Like I'm telling you, I went to a few high school games uh, last year. The last past few years, every time I'm at a game, Brandon, I see Q. This dude is out getting it, talking to these high school kids. What is the difficulties of recruiting at state 
realizing that there's, you know, um, some bigger programs that could also be going after these same kids? Well, you know, uh, to me, I look at recruiting as a challenge. You know, I don't, I'm never going to say I can't get a kid because I don't believe that. I think if you build a relationship with the kid, you build a relationship with their decision maker. I mean, you can get anybody. Now, are you going to beat a kid for, uh, for WV or Marshall? No, but you may be the kid on them that's going to be a preferred walk-on or a kid that has an offer, you know, say, from Charleston and all that. So yeah. uh, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy recruiting. I think, you know, the earlier you can get, get to these kids, the better. Uh, I think these kids are smart, you know, so I think, you know, what you're, you know, what you're saying to them can't just be recruiting. It really has to be building a relationship. And that's why, you know, I don't try to talk to a hundred people because that's impossible. You know, I try to figure out, figure out my guys that I really, really, really want zero in on them. And then, you know, it's, it's just a race, no signing day. No, I, no, that's the truth right there. Is there a kid now? I know, I know there's NCAA, but, uh, you know, rules, regulations that you can't pass. So we're not going to ask about a name, but we know mm-hmm. that ever so, every so often there, there's, it comes a kid who can change a program. Is there a kid that you are currently recruiting that you feel like if State gets him, he can change the entire program? Oh, no doubt. I mean, the the level of talent in this state and, you know, thanks to, you know, the recruit, the camps that they do now and, you know, the exposure that these kids get. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I went to literally, you know, five or six, you know, camps and combines this summer with local guys, you know, from here to, you know, from – I'd say from you know, Beckley down to Bluefield and from Beckley back down to Huntington, there is a bunch of talent that's out here. And, you know, we're going to be on all those guys hard, trust me. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where, to me, I think, you know, if we grow our base here in the Canal Valley, you know, that's kids, you know, that's that's what these kids that are here, you know, they can stay at home, you know, girlfriends, moms, dads, cousins, brothers, sisters can still come watch you play every game, not just one or two games. I think you build that base and then you go, you know, get the other pieces you need out of state. But, you know, this Valley is full of talent and, you know, we're always going to be trying to get the, the the latest and greatest coming out. It absolutely is, man. I was down there in Charleston the last few years. I've lived down there and I went to a few games. The thing that I found, like, super interesting is there is a lot of talent in the Kanawha Valley. Now, granted, there's some teams that are great, so you would expect it, but there's teams that are – that are under 500. Um, I'm not going to mention anybody um, specifically, but th- there's some teams here in the Kanawha, high school teams, and I watch them play, and they got talent all over the field, and it feels like it's just yeah. poor coaching. So how how yeah. difficult is it to evaluate kids that may not have the stats or their teams may be under 500? Um, how hard is it to evaluate how good a kid is based off their team? Well, you know, and that's why I go to watch you. Know, like you said, I run into you at these games. I, I like I like watching kids warm up. You know, I want to see how they interact with their team. You know, are they the first one on the field or are they the last one coming out with their shoulder pads unbuckled? You know, what kind of interaction, you know, do they have you know, during the game? You know, do, can they make adjustments? Do they play hurt? You know, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can pick up actually going to the games and being here in the Valley, you know. I, I can get to you know pretty much any game I want to. And like I said, I've got a chance to go to Beckley. You know, I got a chance to. Go to, you know, I mean, it's just when you're here and there's a lot of talent around you, it, it makes it a lot more easier to go evaluate these kids in person. And then, of course, you know, like I said, we see them in camps. You know, we do we do watch you know, you know huddle and all that stuff. So, you know, you make your evaluations and then you finally get them on campus, which is the final piece. Getting them on campus, talking to mom, talking to dad, and you know, selling your program to them, and then, you know, you, you kind of say, you know, well, this, can this kid fit here? And that's the biggest thing, you know, the fit. You know, a lot of these, you know, those kids, you know, at D2 level, you know, it, it's a little harder to keep guys, you know. And when you're at WVU and it doesn't work out, well, heck, I can always go, you know, to, you know, Youngstown, you know, or, you know, West Virginia State. You know, when you don't think you can make it here, you know, football's over for you. So, a lot, a lot of kids, you know, can, can pack it in a lot quicker at this level. So you definitely got to make sure the kid that you're getting, you know, is quality guy on and off the field, and you know, they look for that mental toughness that it takes to you know, survive at the D two level. Yeah, that's what's up. Real quick, there's a player from the University of Charleston that was drafted in the NFL draft, third or fourth round. For, oh, for, forgive me, I can't. Oh, what, what was his name? Uh, Kaminsky. Kaminsky, man, and I was watching the game. Dude had like two sacks, and he was balling out. How does a kid like that end up at UC? Well, you know what? Uh, I believe the story is he came in as either a quarterback or a tight end, 
you know, was kind of a long kid, you know, six four, six five, and you know, grew into a six six, two hundred eighty pound, you know, defensive lineman. So, you know, that's what we're looking for, man. We're it's, it's kind of like NBA basketball where you're, you're kind of projecting kids. You know, you look at a kid, yeah. you look at his frame, and you talk to the coach, and you think, well, you know, coach is he still growing? Nah, coach, you know, he's grown three inches, you know, since then. And then your lineman, you know, well, he's kind of skinny, or is he a basketball? Player? You know, you kind of look for those intangible things that a D one, you know, see D one is a finished product. You know, they want you six seven, three thirty right now. You know, for running backs, we want you to be able to go eighty right. You know, they want the finished product. But every other level, you're looking for development. So, the some and and again, there's a lot of kids, a lot of kids out there. So you you know you can't recruit everybody. Um, you, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, sign everybody. So a lot of kids slip through the cracks. And again, you know, if they build a relation, you build a relationship with these guys, and you, you sneak, you can sneak one in on their radar that you know ends up turning out to be a, you know a fourth round pick in the NFL. That was crazy to see. It really was. Now we're gonna do a little rapid fire. Make this. We did the technical okay. stuff. You educated us. It's time to have a little fun. You ready for this? Let's get it, baby. Best pop tart. Oh man, strawberry! Ah, excellent answer. Excellent ah, answer. Quincy. You know it's brown sugar. You have a you have the palate of a refined gentleman. That's that's what I'll say to you. <laughs> uh, what's a better movie, Toy Story or Lion King? Oh wow, I'm going with Toy Story. Look at that. I mean, oh, you could, two, man. Cisco Ebert and Wilson is what we'll say. I mean, this oh, guy oh, just he just. Uh, uh, I feel like Toy Story has more of a plot, man. That's like, what I I say the same yeah, thing. You know? You know, I like a little juice with my movie. You know, not just you know. Speaking of that, juice is a dope movie. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh yeah, yes sir. You got the juice now, man. You got the juice now. Cues in that movie too. But anyway, um, all right. Now, does does ketchup go on a hot dog? Of course. What's the best fast food French fry? Wow, wow, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with Arby's. Oh, it's another Arby's. Okay, Arby's. Talking about the Arby's curly fries. And then Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. I knew he was going Jordan. I finally came back to Jordan. We, we had two straight LeBrons. Okay, Jordan. Now, and now, now, for wait, the... now it's time for Jeremy's question. I think you need to let me introduce. Let go, you. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's time for Jeremy's question. Is He's crafted this question. He's been asking this question. It's Jeremy's time to shine. We need real answers, Q. I tell everybody that. I'm with you. Real okay. answers, honesty, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. That's not even right, but anyway. Honesty, honesty, honesty. All right, real talk. Do you pee in pools? Yes. See? That's the real. Simple. That's what I like. That's real. That's why, see, kids, if you're looking to go somewhere, West Virginia State's the place to go because Quincy Wilson's not going to lie to you. Straight up real. He's not going to lie to you. He's going to keep it real. But let me t- let me tell you what. Say you know any of those young men that has a chance to go to Vegas and all that stuff, and you go to these pool parties, you know there's about a thousand people out there. You don't got yeah. time to make your pool. You don't got time Disgusting. to make your bathroom. No. You know, now, now, now if I if I can, I will. But you know, if you got to go, you got to go. Look, it's happening. It's happening. Hold, hold, hold on, don't fright. I'm talking about if I can, I will. <laughs> G, please. <laughs> you, like I said when we first talked about this, I said I have never. Gotten out of pool to go use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Quincy, this has been a fantastic interview. A great way to cap the show. Thank you so much for joining the Raspy Voice Kids. Hey, I hope you guys can have me back again. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Sports Social Podcast Network.